Hey, hey, happy Thursday, everybody. You are listening to Mental Fitness Matters. I am your host, Tracy Austin, and this is WSIC Radio. Happy Thursday. I hope everybody is having a great week, continuing to stay safe, taking care of your families, taking care of yourselves, taking care of the community. Uh, We're going to have an amazing show today. Uh, Before we get into the introduction of my amazing guests, I think some racing fans all over the world are pretty excited. They got some really good news last week. NASCAR is coming back. It'll be a little bit different for the first few times out. No fans in the stands, so a small step setback, but a big opportunity for NASCAR as they will be the first major sport to restart the season during this pandemic. Small setback, but huge opportunity for NASCAR. And I truly believe that we have to adopt this mentality as we are moving through the crisis that we're facing right now. Even with all the setbacks, we have so many opportunities to pivot and redefine this moment for ourselves and for our country. Which brings me to today's topic and today's guest. Today's topic is going to be on pivot and redefine yourself. The art of turning setbacks into opportunities. And if this is the very first time that you're tuning into this show, this is the Mental Fitness Matters show where we discuss tips, strategies, and solutions to improve your mental health and your mental fitness. And my guest for today is no stranger to NASCAR. He's no stranger to racing. And he's no stranger to the radio. I have the amazing Patrick Reynolds beside me. And for those of you who tune in every Thursday to WSIC, you know Patrick as the co-host with Melissa Nieder on their show, Why Should I Care, that airs every Thursday at 8 a.m. right here on WSIC. And for all the race fans out there, you guys probably know Patrick on his radio show, uh, Speedway Report, which airs live every Monday at 7.30 p.m. So from the pit to the garage area, Today, we are going to take a look into the mind of former NASCAR pit crew member and turn MC and radio personality, how Patrick Reynolds turned setback into opportunity. Welcome to the show, my friend. That was a glowing introduction. I'm humbled (laughs) and blushing over here. That's you. you. That is all you. I did all that? Absolutely. I am honored to be here. Uh, I love this show. As I finish, thank you. It's right, uh, why should I care, 8 to 8.30. Yes. And then I listen to you. I, you know, I leave the studio, but I listen to this show with you every Thursday at 8.30. I appreciate 30. that, my friend. Very uplifting feeling. And by the time I get where I'm going, back to the office at 9, I'm ready. You're pumped. I am ready pumped, to go. ready to go because you're uplifting <laughs> uh, spirit. Oh, and, um, well, thank you so much. I appreciate you tuning in. Thank you. And I'm so Thanks glad to have here. you. Every time I see you, every time I walk into the studio every Thursday morning, I get excited to see you and Melissa. And you have just been such a positive light and just learning more about your background, your story and what you do. I think this is an awesome show at an awesome time. There's so many things going on and knowing that people have setbacks all over the place, you know, but how do we turn those things into opportunities? So if you could introduce yourself mm-hmm. to our audience for people who are listening for this show for the first time they may not know you uh from the why should i care show so introduce yourself sure radio voice here at wsic have been on again off again for about 10 years and we're going to get into that yes how i got here to begin with yes because it's relevant to what we're facing today but uh, as we just talked to Cotton Ketchy on why should I care, as a uh, Iredell County native, I'm a transplanted Yankee. I'm sorry, na- local folks. <laughs> I'm one of those people. But yeah, I'm a transplanted Yankee. Uh, been here about 20 years, though. I, I consider myself a Southerner. Yeah. This is home. When I was up north, I 
felt like I was in the wrong spot. It was for me. When I visited the South, that always felt home. I picked up and moved to the Charlotte area uh, with a career in NASCAR in mind. I short track raced on a grassroots level up in the Northeast, but it's very much uh, a hobby. You don't make a living at it. And I wanted to make a living at it. And people don't always make the connection. I say, look, if you want to act you move to Los Angeles. If you want to be a country music singer, you would move to Nashville. Right. If you want to work at NASCAR, you move to Charlotte. And Mooresville was called Race City USA, so I didn't know anything <laughs> from anything. So I said, I'll get an apartment there. And I just uh, ride a rental truck, uh, my stuff, an apartment, and a stack full of resumes because we actually did paper resumes back then. <laughs> Knocked on race team doors. Finally, about two years, about two years, my phone rang. And it was a race team on the other end. And they said, hey, we'd like to talk to you. Because I didn't know anybody here. And, you know, friends knowing friends helped getting work in this business, getting on a race team. And uh, it also sounds like there was some grind there, too. Two years knocking on doors, putting the resumes out. You were doing some work. I, I was at the racetrack several times for free just to be there, just to have a garage pass, to get to know people, to learn how to race in the Northeast. And then when you come here to the major league, so to speak, so to speak, you race differently. The cars are different. The procedures are different. So I worked for free at a lot of races just to get my foot in the door, get to know people. Uh, I did. And one of the people that I got to know over the years, he was the guy that rang my phone and said, Hey man, what are you doing? And wow. boom, that was like the call, the break. <laughs> yeah. And there, I, you know, it was fine. I was a mechanic up north in a car dealership, and now I'm a mechanic on a race team. But it, yeah, it was that, that two year overnight sensation story. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> right. yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. I worked for free. I volunteered my time just to learn. There you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's huge. And yeah. before we kind of get into some of those things and in terms of your career there and what's led you here now, what would you say to our audience? Because this is the Mental Fitness Matter Show. How would you define mental fitness for you? And what things do you do? now to stay mentally fit um, just in general don't discount the impact of counseling and coaching outside people coming to you as you well know really literally that but don't discount that I finally after years and years we all have our internal struggles mental struggles that we face don't be afraid to be part of a team and assemble your team as far as and get and do what they say. I know a lot of people, they'll, they'll read and they'll hear this about the basics of, of breathing, of journaling, mm-hmm. of uh, being grateful, write it down type of things. And people go, yeah, I hear that. And they roll their eyes a little bit, even silently. Like, you, you, yeah. you know, I'm rolling my eyes in my head, even though I'm looking at you in the eye. And I go, yeah, <laughs> sure about that. It's not hippy-dippy mystic stuff. It really does help. And what I've learned recently, very recently, is that you attract what you give off. Yes. So if you are positive, you will attract positive vibes. If you are negative, that's what you're going to bring. And things don't happen overnight. I would say the cherry on this Sunday that I'm building here, patience. Yes. I can't just say, hey, have a nice day. This is great. And walk out of here and suddenly my life has changed. No, it takes, you know, you didn't, you didn't get down overnight. You're not going to get back up overnight either. Be patient with the with the changes. Talk to people. Assemble your team. Don't be afraid to talk to others. Uh, it helps helps keep your mind. You work out in the gym. You know your yeah. mind needs the same thing. It needs to be trained. It needs its own uh, gym, so to speak. It needs a training. 
uh, facility. What good How about advice. That? that was amazing, <laughs> my friend. So, so true. Yes, your mind is a, and your, your mind's a muscle, right? You're yes. exactly right. It needs that same attention, that same training. And I, I think that's a whole other show in and of itself in terms of we are, we get back what we are seeking. That is so powerful. When you I'll just be said back. That. We yeah, lose, we'll yeah, that's, second date here. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, so let's, no. when we talk about <laughs> bouncing back in that mentality. So for you, you um kind of following your story, 2008 recession hit. Mm-hmm. Things changed abruptly for the car industry, your career. Mm-hmm. Talk about that a little bit. What was that setback like for you? But also, what did you do to get yourself in a position where you saw NASCAR, you were in the field that you wanted to be in? Things changed very quickly, mm-hmm. suddenly. Mm-hmm. Then what? Yeah. So take us through that. It is a little bit relevant to what we're going through today with COVID-19, but I was part working on uh, race teams in 2008 during the recession. And at the end of uh, the 2008 NASCAR season, it is remembered as what we call Black Monday, Uh, the Monday morning after the final race, waves and waves of, of layoffs and firings as teams downsized. I've been asked, well, what's the connection between a recession and race teams? I don't get it. Well, think back to Madison Avenue in the corporate world. When there yeah. is a recession, a housing crisis, a bubble burst, what, any corporation, what's the first area that they slash? That's marketing, sponsorship, promotions. Now you're talking NASCAR and auto racing in general. The sport cannot right. survive without sponsorships. Bingo. There's your apples to apples comparison. People don't know that in 2020, there's about half as many people in the garage area working on teams that have just dried up and gone away than there were in 2008. Wow. There's a lot. of there, there, When I was a kid growing up and I'd watch it on TV, 40 cars would take the green flag. That was 40 different places that you could potentially go to work. Now these fields take a green flag with these multi-car teams that have been consolidated and bought. There's maybe double digits numbers where you can actually go to work. There's less jobs out there and it just changed. So that happened to me is like control it, worry, not worry, but be concerned about what you can control, but let go of the things you can't control. This was Mm -hmm. something I couldn't control. Mm -hmm. Boom. I'm out of a job. My toolbox is being loaded up. And so where, where do I go? Right. Well, I knocked on race team doors for a long time. No, we don't, we're not hiring. We just let Everybody go. Everybody in my phone, all my buddies. Hey, man, I need a job. They're out of work, too. Everybody. So so what do you do? Again, here's my magic two-year marker. I was out of work for about two years on unemployment. I, I worked at all or looked at all the race teams, handing out all the resumes. I couldn't make anything happen. It was down to, I need a job. Mm-hmm. I was applying online to corporate entities just here in Mooresville. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I live in Mooresville, but Statesville, just local stuff, uh, you know, Huntersville, what have you. I was applying that. And what I did is similar to what we're talking about with the the mental aspect of it. Assemble a team. Don't keep this to yourself. Let it out. Well, I was what brand new uh, skill to me at that time was called networking. Right. What's networking? <laughs> I didn't even know what networking was, but I went to a a friend a friend of mine, neighbor of mine, knew I was unemployed. Took me to a I don't even remember the event, some kind of chamber of commerce from Mooresville Lake Norman. I wasn't sure. And he says, "Hey, look, I'm just going down. He's a, he owned a business, was a member of the chamber of commerce. He goes, you're unemployed. Why don't you just come with me? I'll introduce you to people." As a guy, the male ego just it. it I'm guilty of it. Is like I don't want to tell anyone I don't have a job. That's exactly the opposite of what you should be doing. Mm -hmm. You need to tell everybody, I am out of work. I am looking for a job. Otherwise, you can't get help. I was shaking hands and meeting people. And they said, well, what do you do? Where are you? 
And I said, here's here's the coincidence. Here's where all this ties together right here, right now, is I was at a late uh, a Chamber of Commerce event and a fella, one of the guys I met said, told him who I was, where I was, you know, a former crew member, team, teammate, you know, pit crew guy, blah, blah, blah. And I'm looking for a job. He said, have you ever tried radio? <laughs> I said, no. He said, you want to give it a shot? And boom, on the spot, my radio career was launched right then and there. What happened? What was it? Well, it was an auto racing talk show in 2010 that began right here in the studio, in the chair you're sitting in here at WSIC. Wow. A fellow was starting, his name is Mike Garrity. It was called the One and Done Radio Show, and it used to be, I think, on the same... Same time slot as Tom Baker's show now, like Tuesdays at 11 and uh, it, or something like that. I don't remember exactly when it was, but he was starting an auto racing talk show. And here I was, a former crew member, out of work, and we began a radio show. Well, that I, somehow, I don't know why. I think it may be because of all the racing on TV and racing radio that I listened to growing up because I was a huge fan. Yeah. Somehow, osmosis, yep. some kind of broadcasting or speaking skill got instilled in me. I was... Sat here, we did the show. It was somewhat of an audition. I did that for a few weeks. Uh, a few weeks down the road, someone said, hey, are you interested in being on the morning show here as the newsreader in the sidekick role? I began that, that, and that my radio career was born. And then I've been involved uh, in different facets here at WSIC in advertising sales and an on-air voice. That has just kind of um, organically opened up doors is, hey, can you MC something? Can you host things? Yes. And now I do a lot of that. COVID-19 exception, of course, we're not <laughs> doing anything. But in the last several years around the Lake Norman area, a lot of concerts, a lot of events, fairs, fundraisers. I've gotten this wonderful opportunity to be up on stage and speak. Yes. Nothing necessarily to do with racing, but one step led to another. Absolutely. Just like dominoes in my life and just managed to find some kind of skill behind a microphone and a stage. But you're dropping so many nuggets, Patrick. We're going to take a break and we're going to come back and talk about those things. Because I think in the midst of all of what you were saying. I love your story. I love your your grit and your grind, but also your attraction and your expectation. We're going to talk about some strategies in the midst of what you've already said to give the people mm -hmm. that are going through this right now to keep going. So when we come back, we're going to continue with Patrick Reynolds. You're listening to the Mental Fitness Matters Show. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back.
Got hey, that hey, ability welcome here. Back. You've also you got the ability to again switch matters. out the icon sets to make Tracy it look. Austin, um, and I am you know. here with the amazing Patrick Reynolds, and we are talking about how to pivot and redefine yourself, the art of turning setbacks to opportunities. Um, if you're just tuning in, we just got done kind of interviewing Patrick, just a little bit about his story, his opportunities, his mindset, and his ability to turn some setbacks into opportunities for himself. And Patrick, as it relates to what the world's facing right now, you were dropping some real gems and nuggets a few minutes ago. I want you to talk about some tips and strategies we can give to our listeners on how to pivot and redefine themselves as we are facing COVID-19, a very similar situation mm -hmm. to uh, some of the things that you were facing when the recession hit, right? Sure, sure. COVID-19 is it was providing a situation similar to the recession yeah. where it was it's out of your control. And the fact that I worked in NASCAR is irrelevant. I the fact that it was a recession is irrelevant. Yeah. There's people in 2020, they're losing their jobs, whatever career they have, they have a job, it's, or at least it's been closed or furloughed. And the recession caused that. And we've got a pandemic causing this. The bottom line is someone's working. They're trying to pay their bills. They just want to pay their mortgage and feed their children. The, the details don't really matter. The situation is similar. And what I used in 2008, and it's through, through hindsight, I see this. At the time, sure, I had worry. I had concern and anxiety about every day if I could find a job. But what I did in that networking story is I finally opened myself up to be open for an opportunity. I Whew. put myself out there. I got chill bumps. You see that? I do see those. Look at that. Look at that. Goosebumps. <laughs> yes. Goosebumps. Say that again. I don't think I can. I don't, I don't want to that shock was, you too wow, much. Make yourself available to opportunity and you make, by making yourself vulnerable. We want to keep the shields up. We want to protect ourselves. And we don't want to let anybody know we're weak. So I'll, that male ego jumps in there. I'm not going to tell anyone when I'm unemployed. I don't want to ask for a job. You do need to. You know, male or female is like you drop your shields, make yourself Yield. vulnerable. And a lot of what I'm dropping here, pivoting. Yes. architecting, rebuilding, is like a coach told me that. Counselors told me that. These aren't magic words that, wow, this guy's a genius. He came up with this. No. I've got people that I talk to that help me, that give me words of wisdom. They're the ones that, one, have taught me, two, are still currently teaching me this. Yeah. I'm not perfect at it. I still work at it because I'm, I'm trying. But you need to make yourself open to opportunity. Sitting inside, moping being depressed and sad. I get it. I understand it. I did it. That is not the way forward. That is not the solution. The solution is getting out there. And I did it through networking. One way to do it. There's other ways to do it too. And I love those points, Patrick. So what you're saying, as you just said, which should be a t-shirt, make yourself vulnerable so you can make <laughs> yourself available. Really getting out and opening yourself up to opportunities. Because yes, if you're sitting back waiting for something to happen or come to you, mm -hmm. you're missing that opportunity that things could be right in front of your face, but you're not putting yourself out there mm -hmm. to, to even receive it if you are closed off. You know, I, I love that. In my original story, I was waiting for the phone to ring while I was trying to get a job on a race team. But I, waiting, that word waiting, I was waiting for the phone to ring, but I wasn't sitting still. I, it took two years of working and giving away almost every weekend and almost every night working for free to get the opportunity to happen. 
Something similar will happen here. You are waiting for your phone to ring for your next opportunity, but don't wait. I think that's even referenced in the Bible, wait on the Lord. And I think people misinterpret the waiting as sitting around doing nothing. Don't do that. Yes, you need to wait. You can't force things. You do need to be patient, and they will happen in their own time. However, you got to make yourself available, make yourself vulnerable, be ready to receive. Don't just shut yourself out. I love that. And like you said, don't be afraid to seek support. What you like others and from coaches, from counselors, from a support team, because in the midst of that communication and in the midst of that community, you could be answers can be found right in the midst of all those things. That's Mm -hmm. that's important. That's powerful. So opportunities are here. Set back to opportunity. When we think about I was actually reading this book um, by Stephanie and Ama Martin. It's called Type R, Transformative Resilience for Thriving in a Turbulent World. They talked about the difference between resilience and transformative resilience. Resilience is the ability to move on despite a setback. Transformative resilience is the ability to improve because of a setback. Mm -hmm. I think that is key for us. If we could simply, if we're just trying to recover, right, trying to get up, we should be trying to thrive. And right now we have to realize that we have an opportunity to do just that. In the midst of this setback that we're all facing, we're all going through this together mm-hmm. in some form or fashion. We shouldn't be looking to just get through. Let's just wait to see right. what happens. There's so much doing that can take place. And that's what you're talking about. Get active. Do something. Seek support. This, this, this could be an opportunity. For a lot of people, if they We've play also got it to- right, yes. we're down, you have the time. I can't tell you how many things just are on my mind or always on my mind. Man, if I just had the time. Now you have the time. <laughs> right. Yeah, you, job, whatever it is. And fortunately, I'm actually blessed right now that uh, you know I have kept working. My paychecks haven't stopped. So I speak from that point of view right now. I want full disclosure on people now. Not everybody's in the same position as right. I was. People also spoke to me in 2008 that did not lose their job, did not take a pay cut. Just how it works. It, life isn't fair. Yeah. We don't all get the same reaction to that. But this could be an opportunity. You have to look hard for that silver lining in the clouds here, but there can be there. Do you, what do you want to do? Do you want to make that change? Is that someday, maybe sometime, maybe someday? We all have these thoughts going through our head. This could be, I'm not saying it definitely is, but this could be the time to, to learn something, to mm-hmm. step into something new, just like mine. Mm-hmm. I had no goal to go to this networking event. I'm going to be a radio host. That's what I want to do. I was just open. To a suggestion, to an idea, to a possible path, to learn something new. Lo and behold, it it did. What I drew from, actually, when I finally got on the air and and got on stage a little bit, was, believe it or not, back when I was in school, I did a lot of theater. Yeah. And it tapped into, boy, you know what? I haven't felt this way since I was a teenager. And I had so much fun doing all those plays and musicals. I graduated school. I never did anything with it, but it was rolling around in the back of my head. Is like poking at me, yes. dude. This was fun. Go do it. <laughs> and suddenly, as you want to try radio, sure. And lo and behold, some theater aspect deep within me resurfaced after all those decades. Connecting the like, dots. Wow, this is fun. And lo and behold, started to make money at it. Good, great. <laughs> and so, you're good at it, my friend. Well, and thanks. you're really good at it. And I want people to know we have about a minute and a half, two minutes left. How do people uh, see you, reach you, connect with you? What types of show? I know you do some MC work around Lake Normal. Yeah. When we get back to the normalcy of things, you'll probably be back out there. But how can people find you? 
Uh, several ways. Speedwayreport.com is where my, where my podcasts are stored. Speedwayreport.com. And then social media. Yes. I'm all over social media. Look at Patrick Reynolds or Speedway Report. That's on Facebook, on Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube. That's <laughs> it. Pull up, pull up your browser to look, search my name with Speedway Report. You'll get a hold of me and shoot me a message. That's fine. If you ever want to talk or, or hit me up for anything, I'm, I'm pretty open. Uh, be happy to talk, especially about this topic. If I can help anybody, I'd be happy to. Well, I think you have helped so many of us and I'm just so grateful and thankful that you've been a part of the show today, buddy. So Thank good you. to hear your story. Thank you for sharing with our community. Guys, set back to opportunity, pivot and redefine yourself. It's a moment. You have it. Take it. Open yourself up to opportunities and change. I want my Mental Fitness Matters community to shine bright like the stars that you are. Continue to stay safe. Keep your family safe. Keep the community safe. And we will see you next week. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you for joining us today on Mental Fitness Matters. Tune in every Thursday at 830 a.m. to 9 a.m. for more tips, tools, strategies, and solutions that will help you reach your peak mental fitness.